Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 22, Elements of Material Creation. Uh, last time we had done two verses, <coughs> 51, uh, 52 and 53. In these, three, in these two verses, what we had covered was, uh, I am sorry, I think we have done, I was just giving you an idea about what these verses are talking about. These verses say that the condition, the man is conditioned and he has to work in three different stages which is the Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. If he were to be a Sattvic person in his life, then he would attain towards a better birth next time or he would be in a position to attain godliness. That means he can be a demigod. If a person is passionate in life, where he is full of passion, which is the second one, which is Rajas, then the next birth of his could be a human being, but in the lower realm of the human nature, or he could be a demon. Depending on how he is behaved in this life. Now the third one, where a person is full of ignorance, which is called Tamasik Guna. So if the person is tamasic in this life, then naturally in the next one, he will either be a devilish kind of a person or, or he could be an animal. It could be any of these things. This is what we had covered last time. So now we are doing verse 53 onwards, or 54 onwards. So Canto 11, Part 2, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chapter 22, Elements of Material Creation, Verse 54-55. The soul's materialistic life, material life, his experience of sense gratification is actually false. O descendant of Dasara, just like trees appearance of quivering when the trees are reflected in agitated water or like the earth's appearance of spinning due to one spinning his eyes around or like the world of a fantasy or a dream. So he has given us three examples over here. The soul's material life, his experience of sense gratification is actually false. Now, this is something which in our normal course of life we do not understand. What happens to a human being is the moment a human being is born, he starts believing that he has this body, he has a name, he has a family, he has this world. So when he opens his eyes, the moment he opens his eyes, he looks around here and there and looks at people peering down to him as when he is a kid, when he is just born. And he thinks that they are his relatives. They are somebody who is very close to that himself. Now, think about it. There is a story which was given many years ago and in that story it was mentioned that uh, there is a small baby, a baby lion now, the moment he is born, his mother dies. And just around over there are sheep, sheep or goat, as we call it, one of those two. Now, the moment uh, they see that this lioness is dead, they take the small child who starts believing that his mother and his father are sheep. And then the sheep, you know, raise him. And they teach him how to bleat. They teach him how to talk and you know, in their own language. 
and he starts bleating and he starts eating grass and various other things. As he grows up, when he has grown up fully, he is still doing the same thing. So one day a lion who has come near the pond to drink water, he looks at this other lion and says, he says, come, whereas this lion is bleating. So immediately the lion says, this is not correct, I think something is wrong over here. So then he tells that other lion, why don't you look at your image in the water? So he sees his image and he says, oh, I look the same as you. Then I was staying with the sheep for a very long time. Then he says, now start roaring. So then he starts bleating. He says, no, roar like me, you know, you know the big roar. And immediately the lion roars. And he says, see, you are a lion, you are not a sheep. So this is what happens to the human being. The moment he is born, he starts talking to the parents. He starts talking to the parents. He says, ah, ma, you know how the child talks. So he says, ma. And after that, it goes on in life that he starts believing he is a human being. He believes these are his parents. You know very well that you know adoption and various other things happen in this world. Even in case of Sri Krishna, a very strange thing happened. Sri Krishna was born in a jail. His parents were put in jail because there was a prophecy that the child is going to kill the king. So he, he was born in a jail and then he was transported in the middle of the night by the father to another place. Now this became his foster parents. So think about Sri Krishna also. What do you think is the story all about? If you actually think about Sri Krishna's story, it is your story, it is not somebody else's story. You are born in this world, in a jail. I mean, you think about it. Do you believe what I am saying? Think, think about it. You know, just imagine you are conceived in a very, very tiny space. So small a space. It's called the womb. If I were to put you in a very tiny space, you will not be able to live over there. Just imagine as a baby, a tiny child, you are suspended upside down and you are fed by tubes and you are in a tiny space. Just by thinking about this, you can get claustrophobic. You, are, you know, there are people who have claustrophobia the moment they are in a space which is confining, you can get claustrophobic. Now think about this. Before you were born, this is how you were. Suspended upside down in a tiny space, fed by means of tubes and there is no way you could open your eyes or you know look around and say, here's something nice, nothing. So Sri Krishna's birth was like this, imagine in a jail. And then he came out. You came out. And when you opened your eyes, they were foster parents. Parents, we think, oh, this is my father, this is my mother, these are my brothers and sisters. This is what happened. And as we started growing up in our life, we came across a lot of friends, relatives. And what is it that we did in our childhood? We just played, gambled around everywhere. We just kept on playing here and there. And our life was exactly like this. We met a school teacher, a college teacher, and it went on for some time. 
Now, in Krishna's life, he goes to kill his uncle, the one who confined his mother in jail. Remember this. Now, think about what you did. What is the meaning of the word uncle? Mother's brother, isn't it? Mother's brother or father's brother, whichever. I mean, in, in English language, there is only one word called uncle, maternal uncle, paternal uncle, that's it. But in Hindi, we say mama, chacha. Mama is mother's side. And chacha is father's side. So there is a distinction in Hindi, in, in Indian languages. But in English, there is no distinction. He is called just an uncle. And you can say, oh, he is from the maternal side, that is from the mother's side. So imagine there is this person that is being killed. Why? Because he was doing atrocities to everybody. He had killed a lot of children. In our world, we do the same. Do you know what we do? We, I am not saying that as a child you are going and killing somebody. That would look very silly. No, what you are doing in this world is, you are trying to break down relationships. Relationships which are very, very confining. In the initial stages of our life, we have too many relatives, you know. This uncle, that uncle, this grandfather, that grandfather, you know, how many grandfathers, how many grandmothers and, you know, there are so many people around us. And there are uncles and aunts and then you go and visit everybody's house. Then a time comes in your life when you don't want to meet even a single person in your life. You know. Till the time they are giving you chocolates and gifts and all, it is very fine. After that, what do you do? <laughs> the moment they start, you know, they stop this activity. Think, as you grow up, the moment you go to their house, they will say, Oh, how have you been? And the next question will be, When are you getting married? I mean, look at it. That person is not even welcoming you. And the next question is, When are you getting married? As if marriage is the only thing in the world that you got to do. I mean, there are lots of people in this group who have faced this before. As you grow up, the moment you go to somebody's house, just like that, I mean, for, as a, uh, you know, a simple call to their place. Oh, you have gone abroad, you are studying. Oh, you are doing this, you are doing that. As if they are least bothered about it. They are just basically interested in gossip. So, you know what you do? You just cut off all your relations with everybody. If you ask, the children of today's day and age, would they like to go and meet their parents or their relatives? They will say, no, I don't want to visit them. You see, the moment I get home or when the moment I go back to my town, the first thing they will ask me is, how much are you earning? What are you doing? Why are you doing? Why are you working here? Didn't you find a better job for yourself? Now, do you have a girl in your life? You should be getting married. You should have settled down. I am only 24 and 25 and you are telling me to settle down. I want to get married at the age of 35. <laughs> you will get very old by then. Don't you know? You cannot have children. You cannot have this. It goes on. And then the immediate thing that happens is now this person is trying to avoid going home. Okay. And by chance that person lands up at home and then and the mother or father or whoever that is over there, you have completely forgotten us. You don't remember us. Not even a message. See, see, there is a WhatsApp, there is a phone, there is everything. You can have a call with me. I am very busy. I don't have the time. 
what are you busy on saturday sunday i see you posting all those pictures from all the you know all the joints all over the town and you have to say you don't have time oh saturday where were you oh i had want to go canada toronto is that so hey, you can't come down to my place i'm very busy <laughs> so so these this is what happens to children and this is what as they grow up they want to avoid everybody if even if the teacher is good and let us say there is a teacher they would rather see her after the vacations are over if you meet the teacher in the middle of the vacation you are dreading you know she is going to say something okay suresh uh, see when we start the school you know i would like you to so you want to run away from there <laughs> you don't want to even face your teacher the this is what happens to us and we avoid we want to avoid and that is what we do to our relatives so this is everything did you see is all fake is anything real in what i said it is everybody's concoctions of their mind we create stories in our mind now whatever i said most of you have gone through this most of you there are lots of young people some old okay even even kalpana she has also gone through this pradeep definitely raj chitti everybody has to go through this and we live in a false world the world tells us a lot of things what does it say oh now you should be earning so much what is your age you should have done this before why have you not done this now imagine you have just done your engineering and not done your mba if you would have done your mba you would have got a better job is that so yes that is what everybody thinks i should have been earning so much you see by that i am i am so many years old you know at this age zuckerberg he had 80 billion dollars okay you are comparing yourself to mark zuckerberg who has got 80 billion dollars uh, i mean stop comparing stop talking about his money is not in real cash okay mark zuckerberg's money is not in real cash and neither is any other rich man's it is his valuation and you know how valuation is done valuation has nothing to do with your real wealth let us say if i take elon musk and he is worth say 50 billion dollars how is he worth 50 billion dollars you see the number of shares that he owns of his company and the current market rates basically the market valuation but let us say he decides tomorrow that he wants to sell 5 million shares you know what happens the market will tank and he will from 50 billion he will become 25 billion worth why because he wants money and he wants it immediately so there are predators in the market who will lower the price down so that he can sell his share off this is what happens and it, it is actually a very very false image we always believe in everything like this you know we believe that you know the markets will go up things will happen those who understand the shares and stocks and inventories and all that, definitely people believe many years ago you know there is a place called detroit in united states and everybody thought that's the mecca of cars okay all the big companies were there 
and today after a couple of you know decades what has happened toyota is selling you know you you name the cars which are there i mean nobody had heard of this company called hyundai nobody had heard about it and you have a hyundai selling over there i mean i don't even know how to pronounce hyundai and it is selling we used to go about in those big cars in india also we had an ambassador ambassador is you know british era car and yeah and it was such a heavy car that you know you didn't know what to do with it and suddenly out of nowhere you have a tiny toyota coming some from somewhere you have a suzuki you have a mazda you have this you have that and you then you think about it what happened to ambassador what happened to those old cars everything is gone this is what is called illusion in the world of illusion everything is changing it is transitory transitory to what level transitory to a level where we don't even know what is the next thing that is going to happen you know a few years ago we were not even aware that a person could do a video call and today even a villager does a video call he talks to somebody from one end of the world to the other end of the world i mean just imagine there is a tiny village in india which is not even on the map it is called andiyapanur very tiny place and i was still thinking a couple of months ago i mean do they really have a telephone network or something and this person is calling up on his phone and doing a video call and he is showing around oh this is how it is the village is like this oh we have this this thing this was this was an impossible thing at that time to own a car also was a big thing to own a gramophone you know a gramophone in olden times yes to have a gramophone in house was a very big thing and today everybody sits with you know their all their uh, surround sound systems and all even in your cell phone there is some some kind of a very funny sound so this change today we are still thinking it's it's like um, in india they are spending a lot of money on creating railways railway lines okay china has put so much of money thousands and thousands of you know billions of dollars rather or trillions into making roadways okay i want you to think about it suddenly suddenly out of nowhere the roads become redundant why roads are only landing points for the flying vehicles which carry tons of you know even they can carry whatever you want in a flying vehicle why does it require a road today we have a long runway 5 kilometers long but imagine this is a aircraft which just takes off from your house goes to your you know your uncle's place or auntie's place or your girlfriend's place and then you land on their roof and from there you again go i'm not talking about a helicopter i'm talking about a car kind of a flying car now you tell me why do i require roads then 
don't you think the railways and the roads will start becoming redundant in the future very soon it is better to travel by today does anybody use the dial up phone no does anybody use even a pager no the pagers don't exist the dial up connections don't exist even that you know push button phones which we had in the past nobody uses that people just pick up their cell phone and they call anybody they feel like so did you see that the entire machinery which was those i i mean you must have seen that uh, old kind of exchanges where you know all those big things are working you know in that and even in the uh, you know the receptionist that you go to and the receptionist will be pushing and pulling all cards from here and there oh please wait a minute i will call up mr so and so kindly take a seat there is nothing like taking a seat because no longer the office exists people work from home so where is the question of office office itself has dissolved the homes have become the offices actually what is your office if you ask me currently the office is your laptop and your cell phone beyond that there is no offices isn't it in the it industry the laptop and the cell phone is the office they don't even need a desk and a chair or anything like that in some place so did you see how redundancy has come in now imagine roadways and trains very soon they are going to disappear so what is the point so if you see this whole world has changed from one to another to another so this first line tells you something very very strange it says he says his material life is actually false and the falsehood continues from the beginning of his life to the end of his life it is only by chance only by chance that a person starts realizing there must be something else and believe me this chance comes once in a million one chance in a million where you come to this point and say what is this life i am leading every day getting up going to work eating the same lunch dinner breakfast coming back from work you know living the same life looking at the same husband or the wife or the children my house this garden this this that i am fed up of all this there has to be something different and i don't know what that is and i need to find that out the biggest question mark arrives you know so we will come to that later but let us complete this line he has given three examples you see there is a tree next to a river and you throw one stone in the river and see the reflection of the tree in the river you know how it goes it goes in the form of a wave as if the tree is moving actually the tree is not moving you have thrown a stone in that water and so the water creates ripples and the image is disturbed so krishna is giving one example that this is how your life is you think something is happening to you actually the water is moving you are not then he has given an example of the earth spinning around if you keep on going round and round and round you seen children na how they go round on themselves or if you go in a merry go round and suddenly if you get off what happens your head is spinning 
and you think the earth is spinning. Actually, your your head is spinning. So, like this, he has given some three examples, and the third one is of a dream. The dream by itself is actually not real. Think, is the dream real? You wake up in your bed. So, where is the reality of the dream? It doesn't exist. So, the next verse says, fifty-six. For one who is meditating on sense gratification, material life, although lacking factual existence, does not go away. Just as the unpleasant experience of a dreams do not. I'll read the line once again. For one who is meditating on sense gratification, person who is interested in gratifying his senses, his material life. Although it is lacking factual existence, actually there is no factual existence of this material life. Yet, whatever that he is doing, it does not go away. Just as an unpleasant experience of a dream does not. You know, people get nightmares. I'm sure you have also got a nightmare. Sometimes you are woken up from the middle of your sleep. <gasps> Somebody is, you know, either. You know, garroting you, something is happening, somebody is trying to kill you. You have seen that in your dream. Many a times you have been thrown from top of a cliff also. It's a very common experience, you know. You feel that you are falling down. Somebody has dropped you from the cliff. Oh, and you are falling down. And in your bed you are suddenly... <laughs> you wake up like this. And then you look around. Oh, it's only my bed. I have not fallen down. And maybe you have fallen down on the floor. You don't know because you see sometimes these kind of experiences make you fall from your bed also. Children fall from the bed. I'm sure you have seen that, you know. And they will say, you know, you are behaving like an idiot because you've fallen on your head, you know, when you were a kid. <laughs> it's a very easy way of telling somebody who behave, misbehaves. So, in a dream, a person goes through this nonsense and he believes it is happening to him. In the same way, when a man is involved in sense gratification, what is sense gratification? Sense gratification is everything, I want this, I want that, I want that, I want that and I want that. I want a good life. You know, in our personal life, we have always wanted money, power, this, that, so many things. We wanted to settle down in life get married, settle down, have children, do this, do that. So, I mean, you think other people don't think about it? 99.9% of this world says the same thing, okay? What do they say? I want a better life. I want a better life. I want to get married. I want to settle down. I want to have a house. I want to have children. I want to have a good job. I want to have a good business. I want money. I want this. It's all about want, want, want and want. It's all about good clothes. It's all about good footwear. You know, about footwear, there is a very strange thing that happens. You know, just imagine. Your footwear goes for a toss, just a little bit. You want to go and buy. Why? Oh my, that, that footwear, you know, it went off. Something happened to it. What happened to it? It's not good. So we throw the footwear somewhere and then we go and buy a new one. Clothes? There may be, you know, 50 dresses or clothes to wear and yet you will look in the cupboard and say, there is nothing to wear. There are 50 pieces of cloth lying in front of the eyes and still the answer is, I don't have anything to wear today. 
Isn't it the same thing that when a person goes to a restaurant and the restaurant person, what is there? He says, oh, there the menu is right in front of your nose. Okay. And then that person, that, that waiter, he will rattle off some 20 items. And we look at him. Oh, he's saying it so fast, you know. But ma'am, he is saying this all his life. The 20 items he has bi-hearted. Even in his sleep, he will be saying, he just keeps on saying all those words. Even in his dream, he says the same thing. So why, why are you so amazed that that person is saying something fast? And then you are going to order the same damn thing which you have ordered earlier. There is nothing different and yet you want to know what is there. The menu hasn't changed. Nothing has happened. You know, if you go to McDonald's, there are still, you will still stand over there and look at that. Mm, what am I going to have? There are only 10 items over there. What are you going to have? You are going to have only that which you have every time. Isn't it? And yet you are standing over there thinking about it. It's exactly like when you are in the Starbucks line and you know suddenly they have come up with a with a new kind of a latte. Oh, I should try this pumpkin latte. I should try this. <laughs> and, and yet when your number comes, no, 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 I don't want to take the risk. Okay, can you give me this, 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 this. And yet you have made so much of a hullabaloo about it. Finally you have gone and bought the same thing. And the funny part is, in Starbucks they will write their name in some very weird fashion. And then you are happy to see your name. Oh, last time he wrote something else. <laughs> we always feel fascinated by this. Again, it is said that the sugar and other things are kept in the corner. What kind of a Starbucks is this? They can't keep the sugar in place. Oh, ma'am, the sugar is instead of on the right hand side, it is on the left hand side. Why didn't you see the left? <laughs> but, but it is always on the right. Oh, it is always on the right. So you are used to that kind of a thing. So you, you see, this is sense gratification. The same coffee if you make at home, the same latte if you make at home, it is going to cost you one tenth of that. Okay, and you can sit in your in in front of your TV and watch it also. Okay, people go there for a free Wi-Fi. I was told, you know, free Wi-Fi. People go to Starbucks. In your house also there is a Wi-Fi. Or why? Your mother is sitting over there. Your father is sitting over there. I can't sit over there because they are right there in front of my nose. They will come to my room and ask me, "What are you doing?" And if I tell them I'm doing my Office work, they'll say, this is not the time to do office work. But ma, I work through my computer and my laptop only. There is no office timing. I just log into the servers, okay? There is no punch cards at that time. You, know, you remember in olden times, there were punch cards. You go over there, crack, crack. It will do like that. And the boss will say, good morning. And you also have to say, good morning. But today, nobody clocks in. There is no clock over there anywhere. And if you ask that person, what are you doing? I'm working. He may be watching YouTube videos or all kinds of crap. And yet if you ask him on the computer, I am working. And if the boss comes, oh, the screen is hidden. And then something else. And then he's busy. Oh, is it? This is a very common thing. Have you not seen? They're surfing on the internet, seeing what are the deals on Amazon today. 
If you ask anybody in the office, what are you doing? I'm very busy. But you go stand behind them and check in their window, you know, in their laptop screens. They are trying to see, you know, what is the latest thing available, what, what are all the different reviews that are there. Even the reviews are read. And then they may be replying to some Facebook comments and things like that. The Facebook page is always open in front of everybody, but if the boss comes, it is hidden. It's a very common thing. Alright? And imagine, there is another industry called Twitter. Okay, another company called Twitter. Why does anybody want to know when you have gone to the toilet? Nobody is interested in knowing. I mean, think about it. Oh, now I am in over here. This is my selfie. Oh, I am over here. This is my selfie. I'm boss. I have seen your stupid face all my life, and you are again putting it on Twitter and all those places. Why do I need to see why your face once again? But yes, this is what it is. The world is. This is illusion. This is illusion. And this is what he is talking about. He says, we are always interested in sense gratification. The material life actually has no factual existence. Uh, this sounds a little bit weird because you can touch yourself, you can feel you are always angry about something, you are feeling too many emotions. Somebody is eating your brain. You know, you want to murder that person. Especially when someone says to you, you should be doing like this. Alright? Of course, you, you don't want to do like that. You have your own agenda. And then once that person goes away from there, then you are back to your agenda. You are not interested in what that person said to you. Where is the reality in all this? Is it not all lies all the time? 24 bar 7 we are lying to ourselves. We get up in the morning not because I want to get up. We get up because I have to go to work. We get up because we have to cook. You get up because, oh, today I have to make so many things. There are guests coming over. And you are just waiting for the guests to go because you have to clear the kitchen. You know how it is to clear the kitchen? You dread that time. Because there, everybody has kept their plates here, there, everywhere and you have to go and clear up everything. And then you say, there is nobody to help me. I am the only one in this house who has to do all that. But it is your house, no? <laughs> who is going to come and clean for you? So, this is a funny thing. And then, before these people come, I mean, whoever the guests are going to come, you know, you have taken out the best of your crockery, the best of the plates, they are, they are stored in some cupboard, some place and then you have removed them out especially when they want to come. You have never used the carafes, you know, for pouring liquids. You have used directly the bottles. But when they come, yes, I have to fill it in a carafe. And I have to fill all those, you know, pots and pans and stuff like that. You can't have somebody eating from a pan. So you will definitely have serving balls and all those things. But when you are alone, it does not matter. You will just pick up that frying pan and you, you will eat it from that because you have to run to office. <laughs> you are least bothered. You are not careful that you know the bread is, is you know going all over the place. Maybe the butter is not melted. You are least bothered. If the butter is not melted, you want to cut it into 100 pieces. Okay, come on, come on. <laughs> this, 
all this is fake and yet we do it and yet we don't enjoy it okay you hate this but when they are coming before they come you like it and after everybody leaves you hate it because there is clean now this is what life is all about i mean you are responsible for all this nonsense yourself isn't it why are you doing all that is anybody instructed you to do no just imagine you want to go for a movie earlier you had to go to the theater stand in the queue and book a ticket now the person in the office says just take it just can you book online okay you are booked online now the online booking is as bad as standing in the queue let me tell you how online booking is as bad as standing in the queue first you open the theaters thing okay you say oh okay amex has got this many number of seats available okay each seat is so much oh my god this is a rip off okay now let me see this website whether i get a discount no these people's discount is not good oh somebody else is offering a discount on mastercard oh this person's mastercard he is charging me extra for services why do i need to do and your assessment takes another 15 minutes before you have finally decided okay now i'm going to use this card for making this payment so that i can get extra points and then when i go over there i can get this deal you're looking for deals the young generation today will tell you how they look for deals and by the way the deals are already in olden times the tickets used to be less than 1 dollar and you know in india it would be 30 rupees and 20 rupees which is around 50 cents i have i have seen movies from the age of say 4 and 5 till the age of 12 and 13 in 1 rupee 1 rupee would be approximately uh 1 rupee would be approximately how much 5 cents I mean lesser than that. That's it. Five cents. It's nothing. And yet, I was happy. Today, if I have to book a ticket, I'm going to think, "Oh my God, the rates of the tickets are so high." Somebody sent me an information that they are going to watch a particular movie, okay? And that movie was about the Queen and something else. and they said the ticket price was 24 dollars <gasps> 24 dollars i can see 10 movies i don't even want to see that and by the time you know when when we go for a movie it is written over there this movie is amazon exclusive then the next thought that comes to your mind is if it is amazon exclusive why am i seeing it over here in a theater Amazon will be having it online in less than one, two, two, three days. I would have seen it there online. The only thing that it costs me is just you know in India, Amazon. If you have an Amazon uh, this thing, it costs only less than about eight dollars for the entire year. Eight dollars is all that it costs for the entire year, and I can see as many movies that I want. Netflix. i think we have five connections for some few dollars the world has become like that and yet 
I want to go and spend that money in that theater to watch that same stupid film. So man has become very very. You know he has got into this habit of thinking. What are the deals? Isn't that called sense gratification? Isn't that what is called not a factual experience? Just day before yesterday, I put up an article. If you go to buy a pair of good clothes in their branded outlet, the cost of that is X. If you go to buy the same thing in a mall or in some other outlet, which is a combined outlet, the price is the same, yet the item is not the same. Why? Because it is a lesser quality made for the malls. It is a lesser quality made for lesser malls or lesser places. Though the price is the same, this is a way of cheating the world, and yet we fall for it constantly. We don't have to. So this, we are trying to save a few rupees or a dollars. You know, and we always feel that that is very, very important. Now, now think about this once again. This kind of factual existence is not there. We are always living in a dream world, in a world which is not a fact. So, Krishna has given an example how dreams come and they go. We live a world like that. Therefore, Uddhava. Do not try to enjoy sense gratification with the material senses. See how illusion based on material dualities prevents one from realizing the self. I told you there is one person who may at a point in time think, "What is this nonsense I am doing with my life? I don't want to lead the same life all over again. I am not interested in it." He says. I want to know something better. I want to live a better life. Now, what is the easiest way? Spirituality. So when people come to me and they say, you know, I am looking for yoga. I am looking for happiness. I am looking for peace in my life. I am looking for whatever good stuff that is there in this world. And I have to tell them, and you have come to spirituality because you want peace. You have come to spirituality because you want happiness in life. That's the worst place to look for, because none of the spiritually perfect people are like that. Spiritual perfection has nothing to do with peace or happiness or any of this nonsense, because you have been given your your you have been told lies. It's not what it is. Spirituality has nothing to do with it. I am having problems with my wife. I am having. Uh, one person wrote to me just uh, three, four days ago. He says, "I have heard about you. You know, I am. I am living a life which is worse than hell." So I asked him, "So why are you writing to me? Because I want to get out of this life and I want happiness. I am not interested in this nonsense." So I asked him, "Where are you staying?" So he is staying somewhere in uh, United States, and he is he is telling me that he wants happiness. Why? I have uh, so many problems. You see, I said then the best person for you to you know go to instead of coming to me is a shrink. 
Okay, go to him, he will save your life. I can't save your life. I will put it into the gutter more than that. Why? Because you see, spirituality is more torture than normal life. People don't understand this. You see, they think that spirituality is not a torture. <laughs> spirituality means, I mean, just imagine, in your life you, you would eat anything, drink anything, do whatever you want in your normal life. And in spirituality, you are always thinking, you know, what are you thinking of? I have to eat sattvic food. Sattvic food? What do you mean by sattvic food? The food which is fresh. The food, <laughs> why? Because it is mentioned over there. Okay. You never thought. But now in spirituality, my mind is working. I need to curb it. See? My mind should not work now. <laughs> I should get out of this state. And a person thinks in spirituality we are supposed to, you know, they think it is all about, it's only about God and all that kind of stuff. No, you do all that exercise and exercise and all means you can control yourself. Sir, it's not so simple as it looks. Spirituality is not putting your legs in a particular position, hands in some place, say, you know, standing on your head and everything becomes okay. No, the world is becoming upside down for you. Spirituality is about a very, very difficult thing. If you think spirituality is so simple, why did it take Jesus Christ more than 14 years to go and learn about spirituality? Think about it. And Buddha, you know, he became enlightened when he was 30 years old, not before. He was still living with his wife and his son Rahula and he was living in that kingdom. And suddenly one day he came, tap, that realization came, what the hell am I doing over here? And he got up from his sleep. He said, I don't care about this. I just want to run away somewhere. And imagine if he had a torturous wife over there, what, what he would have done? I mean, nobody has said what, what kind of a wife uh, uh, Buddha had, by the way. Hmm? What would have happened? Nobody knows. Buddha would be standing in a, you know, he would be working with his, oh, in Inox I have a new movie coming up. Imagine that. I mean, that is what would have happened to him. But the change happened. And that change was not so simple. You see, he had to go from place to place to place to place. Without food. People believe that spirituality is simple. They come and, you know, I have had people sitting in front of me saying, you put me through torture. Ma'am, sir, you have not seen torture. Where you don't get to eat for many days at stretch. You know, you don't have to wear all those fancy clothes and sit and over there in air-conditioned comfort and say that this is torture. There is no such thing as torture there. You know, spiritual people, if you look at Jesus or Sai Baba or any of these great spiritualists, they don't have fancy clothes to wear. They are not bothered where they are sitting. They are not bothered whether they are walking barefoot or whether they are, you know, having some fancy you know, sandals in their leg. They are not bothered about that. They are not bothered about whether the water is from Evian bottle or is it from, from some stream. Just imagine Buddha saying, you know, oh, I don't want the water from that river. Can you please get me an Evian? Amma, come on. This is not what he is going to say. And you are thinking that your life is a torture? It's wonderful life 
which is a materialistic life. Spirituality is about first thing, giving up a lot of things. Attachment to things. We are attached to everything in this world. Our parents, relatives, things. You have to detach from that. You have to become dispassionate in life. Dispassion doesn't mean, you know, okay, from tomorrow I am not going to drink in a glass. Nothing like that. Dispassion means you are not so much inclined towards specifics. If an Uber car is coming, you will look at Uber car. Oh, now, oh, they have got a limo coming. Okay, fine, I have to go in a limo. But Uber, you are going from one place to another, just two kilometers or five kilometers, and you want a fancy car for that? It's not necessary. Why don't you walk five kilometers? I mean, it will give you <laughs> good health at least. <laughs> but no. In spirituality, have you ever heard all these great sages or people taking fancy things with them? You think, you see, when I see the monks traveling in, in the flight, I really wonder, is this person really a monk? He's monkeying around with money. They stay in five-star hotels. What kind of a life is that? So our thought about him is, oh, he should be like Buddha. So the term which is called spirituality is far deeper study only by the grace of God can you enter that domain. It is not so simple. Only if God's grace is on you that you are sitting here listening to these words. There are so many people out there they don't get to hear these words. They don't make out any meaning from this. So don't say that your life is a torturous one. You have actually not seen what torture is. Okay? And spirituality is all about dispassion, detachment, discrimination. I was telling you about that last time. You have to become dispassionate in life. You cannot be thinking... Oh, I want to wear fancy clothes and I want to go to this place. No. What comes your way naturally is what you can take. Detachment. This is my house. This is my this thing. This is my that thing. I want to stay in a fancy country. No. You can stay even in a small hut. It shouldn't matter. There's a movie which is called In the Wild. There is this young gentleman, young man who decides one day that he has to go and search for the meaning of life. So he goes to Alaska. He doesn't have a passport, he doesn't have anything. And he stays in an old bus, small bus that is there, ramshackle bus in the Alaska. And his notes were found by somebody else and printed. And that has become a very beautiful movie. He was trying to find the answers. I mean, I am not saying you should go to Alaska and look for somebody to give you answers. Don't worry. I am there to give you answers if you need any answers. Okay? There is no need to travel also. Here on the internet you can talk to me. 
but you have to change your lifestyle if you want to stay in luxury you will never understand the true meaning of spirituality people have said you know that no i should learn spirituality through you know internet through this through that no it is not about the internet it is the way of life spirituality is a way of life understanding the true meaning of life and realizing your value worth why are you here it's all about knowing why you are put on this earth and this particular body and why is that body so important using the tool the body is a tool for using in life to do something for the divine cause for the cause that is extremely important in this world what is this divine cause that is the journey finding out what is this cause and why do i need to do it and not thinking that oh what does what difference does it make if i if i am going to sit in an air conditioned cabin i am not bothered about you sitting in an air conditioned cabin or sitting in a fancy location and listening to all this thing i am only bothered about are you interested in finding out the real reason of your existence you should know that second thing you should know is are you going to be useful just knowing the reason of your existence doesn't make you useful you see in our house there are lots of tools which are just lying in the shed somebody must have bought a hammer or some other tool lying over there it is just lying in the shed nobody uses it what is the point there are lots of vacuum cleaners lying in people's houses which have never been touched oh it came from the market and it is just lying over there if you know the reason of your existence then you need to follow that path you have to use your body to do what you have come to do so i am going to stop over here because this is the truth about life spirituality is not about taking it easy it's about trying to find the answers knowing the real reason why you are here and using your body mind and senses towards that cause isn't that what mother teresa did isn't that what jesus christ did isn't that what sai baba and all these great people in this world did they did exactly that first they had to search for the answers you can't have uh, you know mother teresa wearing some gucci and you know all those no 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 she was not wearing that she was wearing a simple sari a white color sari though she had millions of dollars lying in the sisters of charities account but she was not spending on herself somebody was paying for her ticket she was going from one place to another see she realized what she had supposed to do it took her years to realize it took jesus christ 14 years to realize imagine imagine that he disappeared when he was 13 14 years old isn't it and he came back when he was 28 so what was he doing in the 14 years he was searching for the answers and he got the answers when he got the answers he came back he realized why he is supposed to be there in this planet earth what is the reason for his existence and then he served the purpose that is exactly what you are here for not to enjoy yourself enjoyment we have done as a normal human being you have done that enjoyment but today spirituality is all about finding your real value and using it okay it's like the tokens or the coupons you are like the token or the coupon you have to use it and make the proper use of it so we will stop here at verse 56
next time onwards we will do i think we have done 57 so we will do 58 59 so as a recap i'll just tell you today when we were doing srimad bhagavatam canto 11 chapter 22 elements of material creation everything that we do in this world as a human being is nothing but an illusion your body to whatever you are doing is everything it's not real it's illusion see for yourself nothing stays it's like a dream the real reason for your existence is to know why you are here what is the reason of your having this body that is to find your true value worth understand your reason of existence and to use that value in the world use it so that then you can say when you die you have served the purpose that is the reason why you are here so that is all about spirituality so i'll stop over here